Okay, so this, this last little parable that Jesus talks about, right? A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit, right? Every tree is known by its own fruit. Right, so this, this is something that, that makes sense, right? If you plant an apple tree and it grows to be a big tree, right? And it's got nice leaves, but it doesn't produce any apples, right? You say, well, it's, maybe it's a nice tree, but it's a really bad apple tree, right? And if I really want apples, I'm going to cut the tree down and plant another one, right? One that's actually going to bear fruit. Uh, one time I, was, I was, um, went to one of my professor's houses. Uh, he had our whole class over for, for supper one night. Um, and he had a bunch of trees in his yard, and they were ugly-looking trees. Like, they, they, like they, they cut it, uh, trimmed it so that the branches were like, it just wasn't looking like an, a normal tree. And we kind of gave him a hard time about it. He's like, no, like, we do this on purpose because this is how you grow good apple trees, actually. You trim them so that the branches are, like, forced to bend lower so they're easier access. And then they're more concentrated, so you actually get better apples out of it. So from, from my perspective, it's like, well, this is a bad tree. But from his perspective, actually, no, this is a really good tree because it produces really good fruit. Right, so this is, this is the point that Jesus is getting at, right? Like we can look at a tree and sometimes it can look really good on the outside, but if it's not producing good fruit, it's not doing what it's supposed to. And so it's a bad tree of that kind. And again, another tree could look really ugly, but it's producing really good fruit, actually. And so it's a really good tree of that kind, right? This is, this is the lesson, ultimately, of, the, of this parable. Uh, and so, right, we want to we wanna take this to ourselves, right? Because I, I was thinking about this. Uh, in fact, it's, it's in our first reading. Um, what does it say? The fruit of a tree shows the care it has had. The fruit of a tree shows the care it has had, right? So, so if I want a tree to bear good fruit, right, I'm, and I don't know how to make that happen, right, I'm going to like go online and find out like what's the best way to care for this apple tree, right? And then I'm going to follow that because I want to care for it so that it can produce good fruit. So too, like the, the point of all this is not to talk about trees, right? That's, that's not the point. The point is to talk about our lives, right? Jesus wants us in our lives to bear good fruit. And not just any kind of fruit, right? Fruit for his kingdom. In fact, he's, he talks about this, right? Every disciple will be like his teacher, right? So if I am a disciple of Jesus, if you are a disciple of Jesus, then our lives must become like the life of Jesus, right? Every disciple will be like his teacher. And so if our lives become like the life of Jesus, then our lives will bear the same kind of fruit that the life of Jesus bore, right? Does that make sense? What kind of fruit did his life bear? Salvation for the world, right? So to think about this, is your life, is my life bearing the kind of fruit that brings about salvation for the world? That's a tall task, right? That's, that's like a, I mean, if you, if you really let yourself think about that, right? Like, no, it's Jesus's job to save the world, not mine. And yet, somehow he invites me and you 
into that mission, right? Somehow, he invites us to bear that kind of fruit in our lives. And one time I was, I was thinking about this, this specific parable, right? So, so if that's the case, right, then I want to bear the grapes that he's talking about here. I want to bear the figs that he's talking about, right? Because the grapes and the figs, the, the fruit of Jesus's life is salvation for the world, right? It's, it's rescuing people so that they can enter into heaven. And so too, for my life then, I want to bear that kind of fruit. I want the grapes. I want the figs. Right? I don't want the thorns and I don't want the brambles that he's talking about. And so, but, but then I was sort of reflecting. It's like, okay, if I want that, then I need to what? I need to be attentive to the kind of care that I'm showing to my life. Right? In other words, I need to sort of ask the question, right? If I want to bear grapes and figs in my life, then I need to be feeding my life with grapes and figs. Right? Because the kind of care, right? In other words, for me, I have to receive salvation from Jesus so that that salvation can actually be nourished in my life and cultivated. And then in turn, my life can turn into that for other people with God's help, right? Cooperating always with God's grace. And so the question for me then, as in my reflection of, like, of this, is, okay, where am I looking for grapes? Where am I looking for figs? In other words, how am I letting the salvation of Jesus come into my life? Because, right, I think if you gave everyone a choice, right, everyone would say, no, I want to bear good fruit in my life. Everyone would say this. Even the most wicked people would say that if they had the choice, they would want to bear good fruit in their life. And even, in fact, the most wicked people would probably suggest that the reason for them doing anything is because they're trying to pursue something that they perceive to be good. Right? If you were to ask Vladimir Putin, why the heck are you doing this to Ukraine? He would say that the thing he's trying to achieve in his mind, right, it's, it's twisted, but in his mind, he would say that he's trying to achieve something good for himself or for Russia or for whatever, right? We can't understand that, right, because we don't have as twisted a mind as that. But nonetheless, right, this is the point, that everyone, whenever we do something, we're pursuing some kind of perceived good in our minds. And if we're honest, right, we have to admit that at least sometimes the good we're pursuing in hindsight, we come to find out that it's more like the thorns and the brambles than it is like the grapes, right? We're ultimately pursuing something we perceive to be good, but maybe we find out in the end it's not. Right? So I'm thinking about, like, sometimes people go to, like, dark places on the Internet, right? They're, they're pursuing something that they perceive to be good. But then in the end, we, we know, right, this, this isn't actually a good thing. Many of you have children, right, who you raised to, to be taught to learn that you can find the good fruit of Jesus by coming to Mass on Sundays. But instead, right, in their minds right now, they're pursuing a different kind of perceived good. For them, right, to sleep in on Sundays, to them is like, no, this is, this is the grapes that I want in my life. 
Or for other people, right, who, who have children and they allow sports or extracurricular activities to take over their lives to the point that they would rather miss mass than miss practice or miss the game, right? Because for them, the perceived good is this thing rather than this thing. Right, and so hopefully this makes sense, right? That, that like we're all pursuing grapes, we're all pursuing figs, but the question is, am I willing to pursue the grapes and the figs that Jesus provides? Am I willing to see that the, the perceived goods in my mind oftentimes are a bit distorted? Sometimes they're more than a bit distorted. And so seeing that, I'm willing to say, okay, this I know is what I'm perceiving to be good. But I know that I can't always perceive things to be as good as they truly are. And so I want to turn my perception over to Jesus. And I want to say, Jesus, help me understand where I can find grapes, where I can find figs. I need you, Jesus, to cultivate my life so that as I grow and develop as one of your disciples, I can truly become like you and truly bear the fruit that you bear in your life. I think, I think this, this is a great gospel passage because, of course, right, Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, right? It's the beginning of Lent. It's a great time for us to take a step back from our lives and to actually reflect on this. Like, what kind of fruit am I bearing in my life? And maybe even before looking at the kind of fruit that I'm bearing in my life, to ask the question, how am I cultivating my life? How am I allowing the Lord to cultivate my life so that I can become like him? Or maybe I'm not allowing that. Maybe I, maybe I come to Mass on Sundays, but between Sundays, I might not actually be cultivating much in my life to bear the kind of fruit that Jesus wants me to bear. And so between Sundays and then even on Sundays, right, to be more intentional about this. And we have, we have a number of opportunities in our parishes for this kind of thing. So first, this coming Saturday, there's a retreat for women here at St. Peter's on Saturday morning. It's just from like 7.20 until 11.30 a.m., right? So just a few hours. Any of you women who would like to register, there's information in the bulletin about how to do that, right? It's a beautiful opportunity to begin Lent by just taking a morning to come and learn something about our Catholic Christian faith. On Mondays, uh, the first five Mondays of Lent, beginning not tomorrow, but next Monday, in the evenings, I'm going to be presenting a series, a five-part series, on the foundational, basic story of what we believe God has done in the person of Jesus. Those, those presentations start at 6.30, right down below here in the social hall at St. Peter's. So you could come to Mass if you'd like at 5.30, there's going to be a soup supper afterward and then an hour-long presentation with presentation, a little bit of small group discussion. Anyone is welcome to come to those, the first five Mondays of Lent. And it's a series, so ideally you'd be able to make it to all five, but if you have to miss one or two, that's okay. But you're, you're invited to come to that. There's a group of people within our parishes here in Richfield who are preparing during Lent to go out into the streets of Richfield, into people's homes and on the streets, to actually speak to people about Jesus, to evangelize. 
People are being trained all throughout Lent to do this. And, and my encouragement for you is, one, to pray for those people, right? To pray for them as they, they prepare to go and speak about Jesus in the community. But then also, if you feel really strongly led toward that, talk to myself, talk to Father Lickus, and we'll get you connected with that group so that you can take that big step to go out into the community and talk to people about Jesus, which sounds scary, but it's not as scary as it is. Other opportunities, we have mass every day in our parishes. They're not always an hour, and the homily is not always long. We have mass every day in our parishes, twice a day, in fact. Maybe to look at the mass schedule in the bulletin and to consider, like, is it possible for me, as a way of cultivating good fruit in my life, the fruit that Jesus wants me to produce, is it possible for me to come to mass maybe one or two extra days during the week? Right, those, of course, don't replace Sunday, but nonetheless, a beautiful way to spend a half an hour in worshiping the Lord. We have Eucharistic adoration on Mondays here at St. Peter's during the day. We have Eucharistic adoration on Fridays at uh, Assumption, um, which is that way, uh, on, on Fridays during the day. What else do we have? We have confessions that are offered regularly, right? Uh, Lent is a, a common time to, to go to confession. Uh, the last thing is that during Lent, it's oftentimes a, a, a thing, a practice, to give extra money, right? To, uh, this thing of almsgiving, taking a little extra of your resources, if you're able to, and providing for the poor, providing for people who need money, maybe more than you do, or maybe even as much as you do. Right? To, to find ways, like, how can I provide some resources? And, and sort of coincidentally, we have an opportunity to do that uh, this weekend in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. We take up a collection. Uh, and I was looking, so in our bulletin, there's like a little snapshot of where that money goes to. And it's actually like, I was looking at it. Normally, I'm not super into these like extra collections. Uh, but I was looking at it, it's like, this, this actually goes to support like really good things. Like, people are provided with housing and emergency shelter. People are providing for the, the education of seminarians, right? Future priests, providing for hospital chaplains, providing to serve meals for people, right? These kinds of things are like, they're actually good. I was talking with some priest friends last night and like, I was surprised, like this thing actually seems like it's good. And they're all like, yeah, it's actually a really good collection to take up. So just to find a way, right, to, to really enter into Lent and not just because like it's the right thing or the Catholic thing to do, but to do it because I want to be a disciple of Jesus. And as a disciple of Jesus, right, I want my life to bear fruit, the grapes, the figs, the fruit of salvation, not just for myself, for sure for myself, but also like for the people around me. Like I want to help other people around me come to know Jesus because he's so incredible. He's so good. And I've, I've given my life, you've given your life, right? To follow after him and, and to, to give your life to bear the kind of fruit that he bears. So I think just a real encouragement uh, between now and Wednesday, between now and next weekend, to really spend some good time reflecting on this. What kind of fruit do I want to bear in my life? And then how can I actually bear that fruit so that my life, my fruit, looks more and more like the life and fruit of Jesus.